0: I'm a bulldog, so George, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle the business education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life I never said. Hello, everybody. DogNation.com. Jeff Centel here with you. And we got a furry friend. For everybody that was at the tailgate, everybody was at the Dog Nation tailgate in the Home Depot backyard, and they were getting on to me. They were saying, we don't see peaches enough. We don't see PG Peaches enough. Some people are starting to call her PG Peaches. But here's Peaches. She's a happy dog. And why, am I, why do I have a happy dog right here on the show? Because, my friends, I bet each and every one of you guys out there got to be happy dogs this week. I mean, the suggestion box for the Georgia offense, for the quarterback rating, has got to be off the charts this week. Um, everybody had themselves a great time, a great, great, great time let me give her a good ear scratch, and then she'll be gone. Um, anyway, you guys did not hear, come here to hang out with the dog. You guys came here to learn about Georgia football recruiting, talk about the latest and the greatest and everything going on with Georgia football recruiting. Hope everybody's doing great. Hope everybody's doing excellent. Um, heck of a week so far. We got a lot of stuff on Dog Nation. We got a lot of stuff that's going up over the weekend. Um, Sanford is coming to Sanford. if you guys can say that. 14 times real fast at the tailgate without messing up, you get a five star rating for a tailgater as well. Um, so let's talk about this. You know, the show, everybody knows the headline, right? Everybody knows the headline, right? How much? <laughs> Jeez. Thank you, man. Excuse you, man. Anyway, uh, the headline is How much did the priority targets uh, enjoy that 49 to 3 uh, beatdown of Oregon? And I think judges, would we say that beatdown? Uh, accurately describes what the dogs did, um, what the dogs did to the ducks in the duck hunt on Saturday. Um so a few things that are going on. Number one, George is gonna George gonna host recruits against Sanford on Friday. I think you'll see names like KJ Bolden, the five star safety 2024 class, uh in town this weekend. You'll see um, you know, basically a lot of 2024s, 2025s. That's the really good time to come in right now. Um, first of all, thanks to everybody out there. Hope everybody's doing great. Hope you guys, everybody have a great week. Before the Hedges, his longtime partner is um, is uh, Kroger. Um, you guys, Kroger. Remember that Kroger boost? Remember those Kroger morning boosts every morning, folks? Remember Kroger, $59 a, a year. You can get double your points. You can get So much more fuel points. You can get free shipping on your groceries. You would get the chance uh, to save up to a dollar per gallon on your gasoline when you bank up all those points. Speaking of banking up all those points, Georgia scored a lot of points with all the priority and major recruiting targets for the 2024 class, especially. And we've got some comments. We've got some thoughts, but let's do this. I know uh, Ease Brown. You like that. He's Browns. like, I know the receivers are coming. First of all, let's start off with something really cool, which is feedback from quarterbacks. One of those quarterbacks that was in the house at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday. Let's look at that first one first. We got some recruit reactions. Um, Loving every bit of it. Uh, That was five-star quarterback, Jaden Davis. Now, the Davis recruitment's very interesting, and it's almost like, I think Dog Nation really doesn't know, you know, what to do with Davis. Davis is a really talented football player. It's finally with a great offensive mind, an offensive play caller uh, in Chad Greer uh, at Providence Academy in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Finally got receivers, finally got offensive line. I know people like to kick the tires on his stats a year ago, but um, whole new team, whole new emphasis. Um, Really going to get a lot better in the next two years there with the Chargers and Providence. Uh, but he was at the game. Uh, this goes a long way. I think really Georgia and Michigan are really the teams to watch there. Also Clemson. But now, you want to know about um, another quarterback? Let's look at this one. This is the other guy. This was um, dogs were impressive yesterday. That offense was explosive. Coach Todd Munkin and Stetson Bennett dialed it up. First of all, we have two five-star quarterbacks in the 2024 class, and they used the word explosive. Uh, to determine um, – to determine, to describe Georgia's offense against a top 15 team in the opener at a neutral site. I see a lot of guys that are um, coming through wanting to know comments and everything. Folks, I'm going to tell you, the Justice Haynes stuff, yes, he was at the game. Yes, he was enjoying himself. Yes, he was cheering on the dogs. So was Caleb Downs. But that's just going to be a mighty hard flip. That's all I'm going to say. I don't see it happening. I keep, I kind of keep saying that, um, as professionally as I can, but I I don't see Georgia flipping justice Haynes. I, I just don't. Um, for a lot of reasons we've kind of already discovered it, but the main thing is I don't think justice Haynes is the type of young man that's going to make a decision that he put a lot of thought into and then see a game on Saturday or see a bunch of games on Saturdays. And then, um, and then quickly make up his mind. I don't think that's happening. Um, Doghouse Long Care. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the like button. I mean, it's just going to be really hard. And these guys, him and Caleb, are just very focused, driven young men. And for them to make a make a flip anytime soon, I mean, it would probably have to take three or four years of, I mean, excuse me, three or four months of on-target A plus recruiting for them for Georgia to just open up a wedge with both of them. I don't think that can happen, especially because Georgia's are just going against Alabama there. Um, Tom Lavelle, you're right. I'm never going to say never in the hearts and minds of the most unstable uh, entity on this earth, aside from plutonium and uh, nuclear and what, what, what powers nuclear fusion and nuclear fission. I am going to just say uh, going to be very hard to do. just going to be very, very hard to do. I just don't see it happening. Um Jeff Horton, that, that was a stinger for Chris Smith. I don't know if he plays on Saturday. I don't know if he needs to play on Saturday. Um, Georgia could probably be just as well served by getting a lot of reps for um, Ja'Cory Thomas and David Daniel Sivana. Uh, Savannah. So that's, that's kind of what I, I see happening there with this safety position. You know, obviously Dan Jackson and Malachi Starks, um, the more the merrier. They, they, the more reps they can get those young safeties, the better. Um and then uh, I think we had a couple more. Let me show you a couple more. A couple more I want to go through them real fast. I'm just trying to uh, – you know, Kirby's Visor, this is what I'm telling you. They just wanted to see a game. It was much easier for them to catch a 4 o'clock game in Atlanta when they both live in Metro Atlanta than traveling to Tuscaloosa and watching Alabama beat down uh, Utah State. So I just think that that was that was at play there. Uh, they And, it, again, if you guys saw our Peachtree TV broadcast – I talked to Justice from uh, the Buford North Cobb game right afterward, and he says, "Listen," he says, "he's still 110% um, committed to Alabama." I think he used the, the term 120% with uh, maybe other uh, interviews with other reporters that were there, um, and then he said he's still locked in. He still loves the path he's on at Alabama, and really, he was going with like nine of his Buford High teammates plus Caleb Downs. You can't talk to, uh, interact with the coaching staff whatsoever. Justice just wanted to see a great football team play a great football game, and that's what he got. That's what he got to see. Um, let me see. We got, yeah, Brian Marcoulier. somebody asked me if I was wearing a Prada a Prada uh, soccer jersey. No this is in Ted Lasso fans out there. Um, all right, now show you cards everybody. If you don't like Ted Lasso, that's a problem, but that's a topic for another show, but if you do, you and I can, you, can, you and I can get along really well. Um, one of those things I want to show you, uh, Brian McPhail, that's a good question though. I don't know if Georgia would get a lot of sex. I would imagine, uh, coach Hatcher and the Sanford logs would want to play a lot of just because it makes a lot of sense (laughs) because it makes a lot of sense, but, um, want to go back to maybe one or two more of those comments. I wanted to make sure that, uh, you guys, uh, get some context, a couple of those comments and you guys are seeing these. When the when I started collecting these comments in the middle of the week early in the week over the weekend I was like you know probably want to save this for hedges that's why you haven't saw it on um, on dognationcom yet I, I always try to make sure the Wednesday night show gets some a1a type type content or whatever um, but uh, if we could Michael if you don't mind can we pull back up that screen and we can see one of the one of the um, one of the recruit quotes was really impressive to me um, and this was like 24, excuse me, four-star 2023 offensive tackle commit, Monroe Freeling. And uh, Monroe Freeling, who just committed to Georgia la- like last Monday, he said, who wouldn't pick uh, UGA at this point? Not to mention all the committed recruits showing out for the dogs too. Um, Monroe also said something to the effect that, you know, as, as if I wasn't already steadfastly and strongly committed to Georgia already, he said that made his Georgia commitment go even stronger. And, and as a little, little aside to that, is uh, a nice little aside to that is that um, he, uh, him and his family, they grew up in the Pacific Northwest. They grew up in Oregon. They moved to Charleston to get away from that gloomy weather. They wanted to experience more seasons. They wanted to experience, live by the beach and uh, experience what a hot summer, southern, south, southern states uh, summer was going to look like. So that's what they did. And so we said it was a little bitter, but mostly sweet about how the dogs just really took down and really eviscerated his old old team um doghouse lawn care another good question uh any recruits going to attend the south carolina game that georgia wants to impress at their place i got a big one Edric houston the five star 2024 um defensive end really impressive young man he runs track folks that's another kid that runs the 400 meters Um, he's a wrestler and he's a three sport football player plays defensive end at buford Um, he is going to uh be at South Carolina for the Georgia game. He really told me he was just going to go, going to go watch Georgia, even though it was at South Carolina. Um, Tom Lavelle, good question. Mason Shorts visit to Alabama. Now, folks, this is a twenty twenty five. This is a twenty twenty five offensive tackle, the real deal. Six six and a half, about two ninety five already, two eighty five already. Um, I think he can play left tackle in the SEC. Really, teams that are standing out right to him right now are Georgia, Bama. Bama actually got his very first college game visit uh, this past weekend. He went to uh, see Alabama play Utah State. That was his first college game visit ever. And uh, Alabama, Mason Short. You know, it's funny. You've got David Sanders, Jr. up in Charlotte, teammate of Jaden Davis. And then you've got Mason Short, two of the top offensive tackles in the country for that class. They look like really good – prospects even if they're in the 2024 class that's how advanced they are with their skill sets for their positions but those are two names to very much pay attention to and to keep in mind for the 2025 recruiting cycle so um, there's that um, I had a, I had somebody uh, dropped a question about they wanted to know which commitment decisions are coming up well there's two there's two very big ones in the month of wide receivers that's what September is going to be September 23rd you've got Hakeem Williams Folks, I'm just going to be real with you. I don't see Hakeem Williams coming to the University of Georgia. And really, the, the hope meter for Hakeem Williams has kind of ebbed and drained a lot. Not only is Georgia not surging, but other schools are kind of surging instead of Georgia, which would be Pitt, which would be Florida State. Hakeem Williams actually went to New Orleans on Monday um, for the uh, – I believe it was Monday. No, it was Sunday. He went to uh, New Orleans on Sunday for the Florida State LSU game. Um, For the uh, 2023 class, and obviously Texas A&M is way in there. If you guys are noticing right now, Texas A&M is getting um, a little momentum in the class. They picked up TJ Shanahan. Raise your hand if you remember TJ Shanahan. There was a time, there was some time where it seemed like early in June Georgia was really strong with TJ Shanahan, and then when Arch goes one way and Justice goes one way, that kind of dream team atmosphere that TJ Shanahan was kind of buying into and vibing with at Georgia. That kind of, that kind of faded. Uh, they also picked up a cornerback commitment over the last two days, another top 50 prospect there. And uh, what they've done now is I think they've went all the way up when, went all the way up from 40, uh, to, from 40, I think the number 17, 18 in the country um, with that one. So um those are the – to answer your question, I, I got into the, the space there about what's going on with wide receivers. And then September 27th, folks, maybe – you probably, if you need me to, I'll kind of ask Peaches to do so. I've got to remain an objective, impartial journalist. But maybe I can get Peaches to cross her fingers and cross her paws for that one because with Anthony Evans' decision and then with also what's happening and way Hakeem Williams is trending away from the dogs, I feel. Um, Tyler Williams just becomes so very, very important. Um, one of the things I'm going to do each and every week, besides of trying to matriculate and catch a lot of these questions on my heads up display right over there, um, is I'm going to try to spotlight a couple of guys and, uh, Brandon Lesko, thanks for your, for your kind comments on the shirt. Um, we're going to try to comment a couple of, we're, we're going to try to spotlight a couple of guys that are committed in the class that are just playing their tails off. First guy we'll talk about is, uh, CJ Allen, that to me, guys. He just keeps clowning up the rankings. Um, C.J. Allen has 37 tackles right now uh, in three games, 16 solos. He's averaging about 12 and a half tackles per game. That's good. That's the very good right there with uh, with C.J. Allen. And really, he's one of those guys, I'm going to just tell you, he's going to be like a Jamon Dumas-Johnson type in this class, I'm the Kobe type in this class. That's how good he can be, even amongst this standout Uh, linebacker group that Georgia's bringing in. But C.J. Allen is also – now I've heard coaches in middle Georgia tell me that sure he's going to be an SEC linebacker. Hope he does great things. But right now he is a dangerous man carrying the football in Georgia high school football. Right now C.J. Allen has 429 yards rushing on 50 carries, I believe. Um, He's averaging 8.6 yards per attempt, 143 yards a game. Uh, he's got seven touchdowns in uh, three games, and folks, these are things where everybody sits there and they go, they go. We know CJ Williams is. We know CJ. They know CJ Allen. Excuse me, is um is coming, and they, they know they're trying to stop him, and they're getting guys in gaps, and they're cheating their defense. Doesn't matter. That's that's how effective C.J. Allen has been. The second guy, and since we're on the topic of the month of wide receivers, folks, i got to tell you about a wide receiver. Everybody remembers Yazid Haynes, right, the speedster who at one time was committed to Rutgers, another time was committed to uh, Penn State, and he kind of um, kept betting on himself. He kind of kept betting on himself. He kind of kept upgrading his recruiting offers and then eventually committed to Georgia. Yazid Haynes, listen to his numbers from last week. Uh guys, so he went um five catches for 177 yards and two scores for North Penn High School in Pennsylvania. Now uh Georgia was able to get some good referrals from the family of Mark Webb Jr. and the family of DeAndre Swift here with Yazid Haynes. They told him all about the dogs and what it would be like playing for the G. But then also, uh, that was his second game of the season. But in his first game of the season, um, Yazid Haynes also scored a touchdown. I believe he had 97 yards receiving on like four catches and another big touchdown right there for Yazid Haynes for North Penn High School out of Pennsylvania. Another receiver to talk about is Tyler Williams out of Lakeland, Florida. You're going to hear about him a little bit later in our show, but he also, the first touchdown that Lakeland High School scored, that's a team that's expected to win the state championship down there in Florida. They have something like 21, 22 D1 prospects on their team. I think there's 18 of those guys. 17 of those guys are actually seniors. Um, He caught an impressive 60-yard touchdown like a week or two ago to begin his season as well. That is um, what's going on right there. Um, Oh, yeah, Randy Hall, definitely. Uh, Roderick Robinson is actually – see, the thing with – Randy, the thing with Roderick, and everybody's wanting to go ahead and say flip, 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 flip. Dude, the guy has to visit Georgia. Folks, he has to visit Georgia. He's never visited Georgia before. He's still planning an official visit, Um, still thinking about an official visit, so that's something to think about right there. When he takes an an official visit to Georgia and he sees the grandeur and everything that's going on with Georgia, then we can talk about flipping. Then we can talk about Georgia having a shot. But to flip a kid from California without him him even seeing Athens when he's committed to UCLA and he loves everything about UCLA – Something to monitor, something to watch, but he's not really in that top target phase yet as well. Um, right there for uh, Roderick Robinson the second Everybody's talking about that running back out of California. Uh, since we're talking about all these names and everybody's going to drop into these names and everything else, let's look at our top targets. We've uh, a little bit of shuffle with the top targets this week. These are the names I think that are the most prevalent right now that dog fans need to know about for Georgia football recruiting. Number nine, that's Davian Hobbs. Folks, if you haven't seen the highlights for this guy, this is a monster catching passes, running wildcat, running the ball, scoring touchdowns. He's actually a four-star defensive lineman, about six four and a half, two seventy. 270. Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama, they're really in it. And it's kind of funny, Georgia and Alabama just got in it about a month or two ago when um, there was a point this summer when he was almost ready to commit to a school like maybe an Auburn or in North Carolina or Tennessee, something like that. Um, very interesting um, right there. Defensive line, folks, it's always going to be important. Hakeem Williams, guys, he keeps drifting. At one point he was three. You guys know what's happening. I said it earlier in the show. I'm not shocking anybody. Uh, that's where I think Hakeem Williams is at right now. Number seven is uh, James Smith, Carver High School. He's playing um, some amazing football right now for Carver and Montgomery. Um, number six is Chris Peel. Chris Peel was also – um, up, at, up, up in Atlanta this weekend to watch Georgia play. Michigan is another another school that's kind of big there. I think just pitch for him is they need to make sure he knows that they just don't see him as a safety or as a versatile defensive back. They kind of see him as a guy that can play corner. And, folks, Chris Biel has amazing speed, 4-3 uh, speed, true hand time 4-3 speed, um, plays running back for his high school team. Nobody can catch that dude. Number five is Quay Russaw. and, folks, I'm gonna to have to probably put something together um, sometime soon about the, the highlights he's stacking up right now. It, he literally looks like a cheat code right now in uh, Alabama high school Class 6A football, um, wreaking havoc, getting on guys, uh, just having a brilliant start to his senior year. Number four, number four is Damon Wilson. Now, folks, Damon Wilson just took a major official visit to the Ohio State University, and really that's one of those schools that dog fans are going to have to watch out for with Damon Wilson, tremendous football player. He's number four on this list. Um, Damon Wilson was in Columbus for the big time atmosphere between Ohio state and Notre Notre Dame. And he was really impressed. And now this is a thing where, you know, remember he came and visited Georgia during June and he spent like three days there. He was only going to spend like a day or so uh, in Athens, but he extended out to a three or four, three or four day trip. and, Really, he, he basically was there when Sperling was there and Lucky was there and Justice was there and Manning was there and Shanahan was there uh, and Jalen Hale was there. Um, and he really got official visit type treatment. So I don't really know how much he needs to see the best of Georgia when he already saw the best of Georgia uh, this past weekend. Number three, Samuel Pimba. Actually, he was a guy that didn't get to see Georgia play this weekend. Why? Because he was playing an actual game in uh, Missouri in, Saint, in the St. Louis area. Uh, for IMG Academy. They were actually playing right around the same time, so it was very hard for a guy like Samuel Pemba to watch the dogs. Number two is Jordan Big Baby Hall out of Westside High School in Jacksonville, Florida. Folks, he's a a difference maker. He is the type of defensive lineman that if he chooses the University of Georgia, he is going to get on the field fast, kind of like Christian Miller got on the field fast. I played in the fourth quarter of his first game, even though he broke his leg in the state championship game a year ago. Uh, and He didn't even show up in Athens until June. Christian Miller was on the field. Big Bear Alexander didn't play, actually, against Oregon. I expect um, Christian and Big Bear to, and Tyrion Ingram Dawkins to really tear a new one into those Bulldogs, the Sanford Bulldogs, this weekend. They're going to get a lot of film. They're going to get a lot of teach tape uh, to work on as well. Big Baby's the type of player that uh, can make an instant impact in Athens, kind of like Michael Williams did on Saturday. Um, I I'm gonna just say it. I was not shocked to see Malachi Starks or Michael Williams play and start and play the well as, as well as they did. That was the start there for Michael Williams. If you guys um, quick quick some quick game interaction here. Did you guys read the freshman report earlier this week? Hope you did because if you did, you saw something pretty cool in there. You learned about um, uh, Michael Williams is the first uh, true freshman to start in the trenches. We're first freshman, excuse me, to start in the trenches since uh redshirt freshman Aziz Ojolari did in 2019 against Vanderbilt. Here are the list of freshmen, either redshirt or true freshman linemen, because you know you can throw Tyson Campbell in there as well as a true freshman that started for Georgia as well. But um Andrew Thomas started in 2017 as a true freshman right tackle. Isaiah Wilson started in 2018 as a redshirt freshman right tackle. Um, Azizo Jolari started in 2019 as a redshirt freshman defensive end, um, and then uh, you know Brock Bowers started last year as a true freshman tight end in 2021, and then Michael Williams, a little bit different to be able to do that in the trenches in the SEC. Michael started uh, for Georgia against Oregon in Atlanta, and uh, I think he ended up with a tackle, played pretty well. Um, Going to get so much better during his time in Athens, I think. You're going to see Michael in about a month, and he is going to be a wrecking ball against some of those uh, teams in the SEC. He's going to be playing uh, so much better with about four or five games under his belt. Uh, the brightest of futures for that young man, and I would say the same thing about Malachi Starks. Been covering that young man for about three three years now, and <laughs> Malachi's just different, folks. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a click guy. I'm not a hey, I'm going to impress somebody with with what I know. All I know is that when you're Malachi Starks and you're long jumping 24. 9 in high school and you're running a 10.55 in the 100 that's like champ bailey stuff guys i mean we we talked about what anthony evans the third was doing kind of the same stuff except malachi starks is about 6 2 and about 200 200 pounds now <coughs> 205 pounds now whereas anthony evans was about 5'10 and a half and about 170 pounds that's why malachi starks is going to have a great great career in athens as well um Got other things to talk about. Let's quickly hit back to that, uh, Those what I call the major food groups we talk about every week. We have the slides and we have the reference material prepared. Let's take a look at that. Other names to, to take a look at right there, um, you're going to have Davian Hobbs, the, the defensive lineman out of Texas. Uh, the other guys on the board, we still have Roderick Robinson on there. We have Jamarian Jamari Wilcox on there. Uh, we have Samson Okolola. George is still talking to him. There's still communication back and forth. Four-star Edge Tamarian Parker. That's a guy that's... Um, Going to visit Clemson this weekend, I believe. And there's a new name just to watch because sooner or later Georgia is going to have to make some traction with the running backs that they're looking out that they're looking at in um, they're looking at during the 2023 cycle. Jordan Louie is a guy who was in Alabama, moved to Georgia this year. He's putting up 200 and something yards per game in Georgia high school football. Currently a three-star West Virginia commitment, right there. Um, there you go. Um, let's see what else is going on. In Georgia recruiting. Let me see. Georgia's now the number, still the number three recruiting class in the country. But folks, it is getting very tight. I think there's only, I think Georgia's score is probably only like two or three points ahead of the number eight team in the country. That's how bunched up the number three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine teams are. Georgia has 19 commits, eight on offense, 10 on defense, one special teams. And folks, it is a skewing. Uh, you've got six, only six homegrown dogs, 13 out-of-state dogs. Um, that that um, chart there probably needs an update because uh, Janelle Aguero has lost his fifth star. Uh, Georgia has uh, three out of their top five highest-rated commitments are on the defensive side of the ball. Um, pretty good breakdown right there. Georgia has not offered anyone in the class uh, in a long time. Uh, in the 2023 cycle that is they haven't offered anybody in the class uh, at this point and we got to, also we've got um, you know the offer list Georgia's still at you know you can look at that we, we try to show you guys that every month take a quick glance at it, it shows you the positions that Georgia was really fishing for in this cycle uh, in terms of players but um, really let's just call it what it is I think Georgia's got to close with a guy like Tyler Williams they've got to get one of those play they're going to play Alabama two times and what's going to happen are they going to win both are they going to split them which one which one of the two they're going to split or are they going to outright sweep Alabama right well as well I think what Georgia's does with its with it can do with its tight ends and its 12 personnel 13 personnel uh, the way uh, they can get so many mismatches if they just go 11 personnel with the choices people have to make um, or when Georgia has darnell washington and brock bowers on the field brock's in the best brock's in the best shape of his life darnell washington has progressed rapidly if you were at our um dog nation event at Marlowe's tavern on the thursday with jake Fromm before one of the things i pointed out to the audience is it was a really under the radar type hire georgia hired um georgia hired and, and this is all legal now because darnell was two years outside of um, his high school graduation year, but they hired his high school coach, his mentor, uh, to work in Georgia's personnel department, and that was just another uh, steady hand, another valued voice, valued voice that we that would really help Darnell focus in on what this, this will be a year that paves the way, hopefully paved the, the golden brick road for him to an NFL first-round draft pick selection. He looks so happy. He looks so engaged with his teammates. You saw a confidence in him as he was going through the Home Depot backyard. You saw a confidence in him when he was making plays. Um, very happy, and its i tell you what, when that guy tried to cut him, that's going to always be available for him because everybody's going to see that highlight now, and they're going to like, oh, no, I'm not going to let Darnell go Super Mario Brothers on, on me and show up on ESPN and everywhere. Yes, you are. You are because you're not going to take on Darnell Williams, Darnell Washington. Excuse me. Hi. You're just not going to do it. Um, I think. I think one of the things Kirby Smart said this week in is uh, press uh, meetings. Is he talked about Denilon Morsette, Dylan Bell, C.J. Smith, those three receivers, those three freshman receivers? I would look for those three guys to get a lot of run uh, on Saturday. I, I expect all those defensive backs to play. I would expect um, a lot of Branson Robinson, folks. Um, I don't, I don't. I'm gonna throw those around lightly. I think Branson Robinson might might run for his first hundred-yard game as a Georgia Bulldog, or at least his first 75-yard game as a Georgia Bulldog on Saturday against Sanford. Then I think he might do it again in another two weeks against um, Kent State. Um, so he'll get a. This is really, and folks, this is what's going to be so intriguing about. The month of September. And everybody's going to talk about, oh, they're playing Kent State. Oh, they're playing Sanford. For all you folks out there that are really intrigued and really interested in the backup quarterback, and will it be Carson? Will it be uh, Brock Vandegrift? Will it be uh, a guy like Gunnar Stockton who is climbing fast? Um, you're going to see a lot of reps from those guys, and they're going to have a lot of tape uh, to get coached up by and get better by. And you're going to see what they're, what they're capable of inside Sanford Stadium in a very controlled environment where they're going to be set up to succeed. And, you know, whoever looks the best running the offense, whether it's Brock, whether it's Carson, uh, over the next three or four weeks, and especially those two games, um, it's going to be indicative of who finally kind of gets the nod as the the number two quarterback, the clear number two quarterback. Carson's in the pecking order right now. He earned that. He got the majority of reps. Uh, he got all the reps at quarterback after Stetson uh, took a bow as well. Um, something to think about. Uh, remember we had a graphic prepared that's that's the uh September 23rd and the September 27th decision September 23rd is Hakeem Williams September 27th is um uh Tyler Williams very interesting as well Tyler Williams has basically since that graphic uh one of the things that's looming is he has decided not to he decided not to take an official visit to Ole Miss this past weekend he took an unofficial visit uh to Miami instead um so it really doesn't feel like Ole Miss is going to be able to really get in, get in there and have a good shot at things as well. Guys, that has been uh, what I try to do the quickest 30 minutes or so, 31 minutes or so in Georgia football recruiting. Try to cover a lot of stuff from A to Z. I probably spent about three or four minutes answering questions as well. Now guess what? You guys have got me. This is the question. You can call it happy hour or whatever. Uh, fire away. You guys got a question, anything you want to know about Georgia football, Georgia football recruiting. Uh, if you want to say something sly, like, what can you tell me, what can you not tell me that you wish you could tell me that I'm really going to appreciate. I'm going to wink twice if that question comes up because, uh, still some good stuff coming guys in 2023 class for Georgia, uh, Georgia, uh, football recruiting, um, Brett Hunter, you know, this is a great year for Marcus Rosame, Jack Saint. Number one, great that he stayed. Number two, did you see him make that big tackle and get fired up about it when he made that tackle against Oregon on kick team? Very excited to see him. He also caught a ball. And, folks, you got to remember, that 2020 recruiting class, that was Arian Smith, and it was Jermaine Burton, and it was Marcus Rosame, Jack Saint, and those guys were all top 100 receivers. That's um, what you got to have. Georgia had it in that class. And then, thankfully, they've made brilliant evaluations with Ladd McConkey and Jackson Meeks. Folks, Jackson Meeks is going to play some ball for Georgia, and also Dylan Bell. Dylan Bell is going to play some ball, and Adonai Mitchell is going to play some ball. Um, interesting to think about there, you see Georgia just ripping through teams with Ladd McConkie. Nobody can even stay within three four yards of him. and you see what A.D. Mitchell can do. Very crucial seasons for them because if they do play – they could play great this year. They could have all SEC seasons. And both of them, folks, they are three years removed from their high school class. Lad redshirted the 2020 season. Um, and then he had the 2021 season. And then he has the 2022. I believe Lad, my information is correct. Uh, he came into Georgia with an associate's degree. So I think he's going to be able to graduate probably like May of next year. Um, great season for him. Who knows? And the same thing with Adonai Mitchell. Adonai Mitchell, he actually sat out his what would have been his true freshman season in the fall of 2020 so he could work on his game he got with trainers he reclassified from the 2020 recruit to a 2021 recruit love that story about Adonai mitchell because if he wanted to stay a 2020 recruit probably would have wound up would have wound up at Ole miss and uh, he's another guy that bettered himself uh, reclassified worked out got bigger faster stronger and uh, moved on up uh george jefferson style to the university of georgia And look how it's paying off. Everybody saw those blocks in the end zone he made on that first touchdown. Everybody knows the touchdown pass he caught as well. Um, Hope everybody uh, saw that as well. I watched that sucker about 15 times. I'm not kidding. Because that's the type of football I really like to see. Got to ask you guys this. I try to stay very interactive on my show. What do you guys think about the block numbers? That was really cool. I didn't think it was going to be that cool. I was like, I don't know. I'm not going to try and sound... First of all, folks, those guys, those folks, those people, those young ladies, those professionals that are into graphic design and know about logos and fonts and everything, great. I get get as geeked out about recruiting and football stuff as you guys do about graphic design and fonts. But I wasn't a font guy. And I was like, block font, is it really going to be a big deal? I thought it was cool. I thought it was super cool. I thought it was one of the coolest wrinkles. Like one of the things that looked the best on the field besides Stetson Bennett and the defense still being fast, and Ladd McConkey and Kenny McIntosh and all that stuff. Like, I think one of the best things, the best looking things on the field on Saturday was that Georgia blocked off font. I really thought they looked great. Um, Michael Norris wants to know, remember I'm answering questions. Uh, Michael Norris wants to know how many co- silent commits do I think Georgia has in the 2023 class? I think they have some. Um, Jerome Kendrick says he wants all the smoke. Uh, man, Foster Moss was some interesting, uh, commentary as well. Um, David Harvey, that's a football play football, watching man's answer. He said he was too busy watching the game to notice. Um, I noticed cause I'm on the sidelines and I've, I've got a, a 200 millimeter lens and I'm firing off about 12 images per second. And, uh, my zoom lens was right. Well, I well actually was working with a 400 millimeter lens at the game, but, um, One of the things I do in my spare time is I take football. I take pictures uh, for Dog Nation as well. Um, Let me see. Uh, Things to think about. Uh, I know everybody wants to know my travel plans and my schedule. Um, Brian McPhail, that was a good one. Block numbers for the receivers, right? I guess A.D. Mitchell earned his block number for that week, right? Um, I would say – here's a game I I can't wait to go see. I can't wait to go see uh, IMG Academy at Central Phoenix. Uh, that's in uh, Alabama, Central Phoenix High School in Alabama. That's where Tamarian Parker is. We mentioned him earlier, but that's where one of the, the highest rated commitment in the Georgia class, A.J. Harris, folks, you guys remember him on Before the Hedges. You remember how amazing he was on Before the Hedges, one of our top five all-time guests. Um, brought so much energy, was so fun to listen to. A.J. Harris uh, plays for Central Phoenix, and he's going to be going against an IMG Academy team that has a lot of dudes. Including Samuel and at outside linebacker. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in Alabama that weekend, uh, that Friday night, watching that game because can't wait to see uh, AJ Harris live in person again, and I can't wait to see what Pimba looks like after about three or four games at outside linebacker as well. Uh, let me see George Freeze. Uh, George Freeze. Hope I got that right. Either Freeze or Freeze. I think the class will get to about 30 names, 28, 29, 30 names. It's going to depend on how many guys go pro and how many um, guys go portal, which would open up room. I know Georgia can take like 37 if it had the room and everybody went pro again, but uh, you got to keep that number under 85 as well. Uh, You know, Jerry dogs fan. I want to, one of the things I got to, you guys missed the tweets, right? I'm sure you do. One of the tweets that just happened, you know, if we'd have had the, um, right before we went on the show, I think it, he, he tweeted at around seven o'clock was, uh, um, Brett Thorson, uh, tweeted out, he had some pictures of him from his first college game. But one of the things he tweeted out was that, uh, I've, he said something to the effect that, um, Stetson Bennett hates Australians. And I thought that was such a cool line, uh, because obviously Stet kept scoring and didn't give him a chance, didn't give him, didn't give him a chance to punt. Um, Baggins and friends. MJ Sherman is not hurt. He was on the kick team. He kind of came in in spots, especially when the uh, second team and third team got in when the game was out of hand. Um, I thought that uh, this is a big year from MJ Sherman, no doubt. Uh, Brandon Willis. I'm not concerned about the sacks at all. The reason why is I think Oregon's um, largest pass completion was nine yards. They didn't take any shots downfield at all besides the one that Malachi picked off really. Um, and they just knew Georgia was coming and they knew they had to get rid of the ball fast, even with, um, a very veteran and savvy experienced, uh, offensive line. And the other thing, Knicks is a great athlete. There was one play where Nolan Smith dumped him on his head, but I mean, both of those were fantastic, very fine athletes. One of the things that I'd heard, um, before, um, one of the things that I'd heard before the Oregon game was that, um, you know, when he was at Auburn, he was like one of the 15 20th fastest players at Auburn. But then when he got to Oregon, he was one of the faster players at Oregon, like top 10, top five top guys. And that's the type of speed difference you see between a pretty strong Oregon program and the Pac-12. I mean, they played for the Pac-12 championship. They got bounced twice by Utah, but and then what a top-tier SEC BCS championship contender really looked like, Um Suzanne Akins, that's a good take right there. Uh, I think I'm with that. I'm down with that. She rewatched the game, and Oregon wasn't terrible. Georgia just looked so good. I thought it was a great game plan to get the ball out fast for Georgia and get the ball out on the corners, and really see see how well um, the first round draft picks, future first round draft picks, Justin Flo and Noah Sewell, could get to the ball. And those folks are not going to be able to catch uh, Aladdin McConkey and a Kenny McIntosh. Kenny McIntosh had an especially terrific day. I thought he made himself. Um, some really good NFL draft tape, and I thought his stock's certainly rising with the way he played uh, on Saturday in Atlanta. Guys, it's been a great before the hedges. I hope you guys learned something. I hope you guys liked that, like some of that uh, early information um, from the recruits, um, especially those two five-star quarterbacks in the 2024 class, because I think that's probably the biggest story on everybody's mind right now. What is the next quarterback? going to be for Georgia who is the next quarterback going to be for Georgia very likely going to come in the 2024 class it will come in the 2024 class if it is a five-star recruit as well guys that's been before the hedges I've had fun hanging out with you I tried to get um a lot of your questions in there I see people talking about flips David Harvey I think the flips have got to happen later in the cycle Uh, like I said earlier the running backs those are going to have to happen with visits um and then um, there's a wait-and-see receiver in this class that everybody's pointing to and wondering, George going to get in on that guy? Can Georgia get in on that guy? Um, that would be a huge name if it does. Uh, Al Chandler, that's a good one. He's already talking about Juju. Juju was in the game, and Juju looked great. He's looked great. Did you see where Juju and Carrollton had <coughs> took down Rome uh, last weekend? That was perfect. Um, speaking of perfect, it's been another perfect Wednesday night. I'm Jeff Sintel for DogNation.com. Everybody out there. Be well. Um, hope you guys have had a great week so far. Hope you guys are going to have a great rest of your week. We'll see everybody in Athens on Saturday. If you see me walking around with a big camera, see me on the sidelines, do not be a stranger. Say, Hey man, how's it going? Um, tell me to answer your question on before the hedges. Tell me to, Tell me your question from Before the Hedges. Maybe I'll remember it. I'll try to remember it with my reporter's brain, but surely enjoyed hanging out with you tonight. Hope you guys learned something about Georgia football. As always, all this stuff is brought to you by Kroger. Kroger is your place for summer grilling. Still, hey, Kroger is your place for anything right now. Labor Day grilling, post-Labor Day grilling. Um, now that summer is kind of behind us and everybody's getting big time into football and big time into running through Kroger, filling up a cooler, filling up the back of your SUV, putting all that stuff together with your chairs and your tables and your tailgates and taking it down to the Classic City this weekend for the first time in 2022, the first home game for Georgia as the national champion since they won the national championship. I can't wait to see it. See you guys there. Everybody be safe. Uh, Hug the ones you love. Tell the ones you love you love them. Uh, God bless everybody out there, and we'll see you guys again on the pages of dognation.com. go i'm a bulldog so george who will pick it i love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business education is important trying to reach the next level i want the best in life i never settle